How many of you read Anne Marie Slaughter's article, Why Women Still Can't Have It All, in the Atlantic a few weeks ago? Oh, good, good. I was worried it was just in my social network that it seemed to go viral. It felt like it was everywhere all, all at once. For those who missed it, Slaughter left a high-powered position at the State Department to return to a full-time but somewhat more flexible career in academia in order to be more available for her two teenage sons. If you haven't read it, it's definitely worth a read. There are many sermons embedded in the article, but the piece that surprised me the most was that amidst her thoughtful reflections about her efforts to balance her professional and personal lives, she talked about Shabbat. She described working with Orthodox Jews in the State Department, specifically Jack Lou, who's now actually the White House Chief of Staff and an Orthodox Jew. She said that Lou would leave the office early on Friday afternoon to get home before sundown and that he would not work all day Saturday. Everyone in the State Department that she encountered really admired his commitment to his faith and his ability to carve out time for it, even with an enormously demanding and political job. But then she wrote, quote, It is hard to imagine, however, that we would have the same response if a mother told us that she was blocking out mid-Friday afternoon through the end of the day on Saturday every week to spend time with her children. I suspect that this would be seen as unprofessional, an imposition of unnecessary costs on her co-workers. In fact, of course, one of the great values of the Sabbath whether Jewish or Christian, is precisely that it carves out a family oasis with rituals and a mandatory setting aside of work. Slaughter seems almost jealous, almost resentful, that her Orthodox co-workers have a legitimate, private, yet public excuse to disconnect in order to spend time with family. But as a secular woman, she feels that she does not. It seems like such a 21st century problem in many ways. First, that an Orthodox Jew could be in a government position of great power and still be able to maintain his strict Shabbat observance. And second, that a non-Jewish colleague of his would be envious because she does not get afforded the same respect, at least in her mind, when she tries to do something similar for non-religious or secular reasons. I wonder what would have happened if Slaughter's co-worker had been a Reformed Jew, someone who did not keep kosher strictly, who thought women should be rabbis, who was comfortable driving to a park for a nice, relaxing Saturday afternoon picnic, but who still took Shabbat seriously in their own way. What if that kind of Jew asked her co-workers not to call her on Saturday afternoon because it's Shabbat. To me, Slaughter's comment in her article raises the larger cultural question, what does Shabbat mean to us today as American Jews? And what does Shabbat mean to us today as liberal American Jews, as reform American Jews? And how do we decide if and how we are going to observe Shabbat and once we do, how do we explain that observance to our coworkers, our families, our workplaces, and our broader communities? 
This week we read Parshat Pinchas, and at the end of the Torah portion in Numbers 28.9, it says that there should be a burnt offering for every Sabbath, in addition to the regular burnt offering that were offered at the temple. So in other words, the temple priests had to offer an additional sacrifice, two sacrifices in honor of Shabbat. Some of you may have grown up in more observant communities where they prayed Musaf on Saturday morning. Does that sound familiar, Musaf, right? Musaf literally means additional in Hebrew. It is a liturgical remembrance. It's literally a liturgical substitute for the original additional sacrifice that would have been done in the temple on Shabbat that's mentioned in this week's Torah portion. In the 19th century, Reformed Jews took out Musaf. They took out the additional Saturday morning service because, A, they no longer really anticipated the need to one day restore temple sacrificial cult. They didn't think there was going to be a third temple in Jerusalem where they'd have to remember Musaf. And second, and perhaps more importantly, it made the Saturday morning service very long. And Reformed Jews, you know, like to get out for Kiddush by noon. So in general, by late 19th century, really early 20th century, Reformed Jews didn't say Musaf anymore. So how do these two pieces fit together? How do we take the slaughter article and the idea of Musaf, of this additional Saturday morning service or prayer within the service? So one is that Musaf recognizes that Shabbat is special. Shabbat requires an extra, a double offering to God. And similarly, Slaughter seems to recognize how lucky her co-worker is that he gets to celebrate Shabbat, that he gets to have 24, really 25, disconnected hours. We often see Shabbat in negative terms. You can't drive, you can't watch TV, you can't turn on the oven. But we can also think of it in positive terms. You can spend time with yourself. You can spend time with the people that you care about. You can turn off the electronic devices that you have such a love-hate relationship with. Rabbi Abraham Joshua Heschel said that Shabbat is a palace in time which we build for ourselves. The meaning of the Sabbath, quote, is to celebrate time rather than space. Six days a week, we live under the tyranny of things of space. But on Shabbat, we try to become attuned to holiness in time. On this day, we are called upon to share in what is eternal in time, to turn from the results of creation to the mystery of creation, from the world of creation to the creation of the world. I think the second connection is that it's okay that Reformed Jews don't recite Musaf. We can be good Jews with a meaningful, sincere, valid connection to our tradition and yet not observe every single commandment. We can pray authentically with our version of the liturgy. Slaughter experienced Lou as an Orthodox man who was strict in his Shabbat observance. And we also sometimes see Shabbat as very religious, something that only religious or Orthodox Jews really do. But you don't have to be a super Jew to appreciate Shabbat. 
Wherever you are on the spectrum of Judaism, however you self-identify, or you may not identify at all, we all need to rest. In a world without temporal boundaries, in a world with little escape from what Heschel calls the tyranny of things of space, a world where we can be reached at any moment, we cannot always be working. It's just not sustainable in the long term. I think that that is what Anne-Marie Slaughter was trying to say. I think she was pointing to it in her article, The Gift of Shabbat for Modern Society. Rabbi David Stern says, In the Sabbath, Judaism already has the best answer to the crisis of our time. We already have an amazing tool to help us live our lives today with meaning. So what did the rabbi say in her sermon? What have I been talking about? I think that we can and should take Shabbat seriously. And what does that look like? I think that's for each of us to experiment with. It may mean that you pray, God forbid. It may mean that you pray, that you come to services, or that you pray at home. It may mean that you have one long, conversation-filled, home-cooked meal with family or friends. It may mean that you take a thoughtful walk and then sit down to read or journal. It may mean that you tell your coworkers, you know, I'm not going to answer emails this Saturday. Not all of these are realistic for each one of us, but I encourage you to try out your vision of slaughter, of what slaughter saw in the State Department. That you try out your version of lose Shabbat practice. So tonight on this Shabbat, with Parshat Pinchas, may we reflect on the power of Shabbat together and alone. May we take this valuable inheritance, this gift for all Jews, and make it our own. Shabbat Shalom.